Actors, we've all got issues, so let's talk about them. I'm Juaniala, and welcome to Actors with Issues. Each week, we bring you interviews with actors from across TV, film, and Broadway, taking many deep dives into their careers and getting into the successes, the struggles, and of course, the issues that they face as actors. That's enough about us. Let's dive into the episode. You know, today's guest from the Broadway stage, television, and film, currently starring in the Tony Award-winning remounting of Second Stage's Take Me Out. Please welcome to the stage, Tyler and Lansing Weeks. Tyler, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Juan. Uh, so before we dive into the show and the issues, uh, we always start with a game. Uh, so just pick a number, uh, one, two, or three. Two. All righty. Uh, so two is a game called Getting to Know You. Uh, so it's just sort of like a this or that, rapid fire questions. Uh, we'll start with an easy one. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Night. Night person. Uh, film or TV? Film. Drama or comedy? Drama. Hero or villain? Hero. Stage or screen? Stage. What director are you dying to work with? Mm. I'd like to work with uh, Quentin Tarantino. I'd like to work, and, and then uh, maybe a lesser known would be uh, Jeremy Saulnier, uh, who made Green Room and Blue Ruin. I mm. really like his movies. Yeah. Uh, what is the last show that you binge watched? The uh, Great British Bake Off. Have you watched the new the new one? uh oh yeah just oh, came yeah. out oh no no but i mean uh just today came out the uh oh the great, the, uh, the great the american holiday one yeah the american one. Oh no i didn't know that i didn't know about that yeah that just uh, just came out today it it's on roku i think it's it's free. they're also doing a musical version of it i think Are they really oh god <laughs> yeah they're gonna do like a musical parody version <laughs> uh the american was surprisingly very very charming it's uh rue and paul are also the judges on the american version so and it's a celebrity uh, edition, so there's some pretty cool people on there. Um, is, is it uh, still the same hosts? Uh, Noah. Oh uh, no, it's uh, Ellie Kemper from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and Zach oh, Cherry yeah. from Severance. Uh, yeah, That's but awesome. it's it's very delightful. It's you know they're in the tent. I think it's the same crew because it looks it all looks exactly the same. Mm -hmm. uh, just mm -hmm. some American faces, uh, but <laughs> it's funny hearing them say like uh a lot of the terminology not with an english accent you know they're not like bakers starting today yeah. you know they're not it's not that it's uh it's just very american uh just funny to hear right uh speaking of uh do you do any impressions or accents and if so can we hear one i haven't had to do you know in school we learned like a ton of accents and stuff like that but i've never had to do <laughs> an accent at all in any professional production i haven't even had to do a southern accent so they've all like gone by the wayside but yeah in school it was like you learn irish and different like five different british ones and scottish and australian and you know then you get out into the real world and it's like no you just talk like how you talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah um if you could have dinner with any actor dead or alive who would it be uh Yes. Maybe Paul Newman. Oh, good choice. And uh, lastly, <clears throat> describe your most memorable audition in three words. And memorable can be good. Memorable can be good or bad. So that's up to you. 
Oh gosh, memorable audition. Um, guitar, lost, death. <laughs> <laughs> Can you share what the audition was for? <laughs> I had to play the guitar and I got lost in the music and I wanted to die. <laughs> there's nothing, you can bomb lots of different kinds of auditions, but there's no, nothing worse than bombing an audition where you're playing a, and singing a song. Yeah. In my opinion, it's just awful because you have to finish. You just have to finish. <laughs> and down. all you want to do is run and scream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so in interviews, we uh, actors are asked a lot, sort of like, you know, what is that aha moment that they had? What's that? When did they know that they wanted to uh, be an actor? But I like to skip ahead to the thought right after that. So when you had decided that you wanted to be an actor professionally, what were your goals at that time? Were you set on the stage? Uh, were you interested in doing screen acting? But uh, what was your vision once you made that decision? That's a good question. I don't know if I ever have come to a place where I'm dead set on being an actor. I think it's always something I've held loosely. Mm -hmm. And the looser I hold it, the more it benefits me, I feel. Um, just as far as, because there's so much in acting that's outside of your control. Mm -hmm. And so the more it's something you hold on to, sometimes the more uh, anxiety it can induce and stress and things like that. And so it was always a question of me once I started to pursue it more seriously and went to school for it. It was always a question of um, how, how can I round out my life? How can uh, I make something that at times seems so uh, impossible feasible? And um, what, you know, if I want to be in the industry, if I want to be close to theater and things like that, what... What are other possibilities? Can I write? Can I direct? Uh, can I create music? All those sorts of things to uh, just sort of balance out how difficult it can be to, you know, be hyper fixated on being an actor and being in that world uh, and just all of the challenges that come along with it. Yeah, I, that's definitely something that I try and instill in young actors if they ever ask for advice. Mm -hmm. It's like you can love acting as much as you want, but please find something else to do in the meantime, because you will go insane in between your auditions out of boredom because you have tough. nothing else to do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So sort of speaking of uh, when you heard the news and everything was shutting down and we were forced to, to be in lockdown, how did you pass that time? Did you learn a new skill, start any new hobbies, or did you really take that time to sort of recalibrate? I had, um, I had very big aspirations. So the pandemic hit and it was, so our show, we took a, they gave us two weeks off because they weren't sure what was going to happen. And then all of a sudden the people that lived in LA flew back to LA and we got word that it was going to be semi-permanent. And, um, I started to write, which is something that I always like to do. And I, I wrote a screenplay and um, around the time that that was finishing, I actually got really uh, sick. Like I had a, 
I just had an issue with my arms. And so I was planning on writing more and writing and writing and seeing how much I could churn out in the meantime. And I ended up uh, with really bad nerve damage in my arms. And so I spent pretty much the first year and a half of the pandemic with my arms in splints. I so I wouldn't bend them. And I was going to like physical therapy twice a week and I was going to acupuncture and seeing a neurologist and a orthopedic doctor. And ultimately about a year into that got surgery on my elbow. And so my pandemic was literally me being on the couch asking my wife to like scratch my nose. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty pathetic. But I did manage to get one screenplay out of it. So Okay, something. Yeah, that's yeah. that's something. Yeah, and a screenplay is more than most of us. I think uh, everyone tried to write a short film, uh, but you went full on yeah. feature. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Way too long. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, so I did get to see the show back in March during its first uh, first run uh, and was just blown away. I, I'm very familiar with the show. I did a regional production of it several years ago, and me and the cast and creative team sort of reunited. It was a, a reunion two years in the making because we were supposed to see it in 2020. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, but, you know, Richard Greenberg's message of masculinity and identity is just as relevant now as it was 20 years ago during the first production um, so firstly, congrats on such a great show. I was just completely blown away. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's really a lot of fun and, uh, it's great to, man, it's great to be able to come back to it. Just the fact that we were finally able to get it on its feet. It feels very, very fortunate. And when they announced that they were doing this second run, uh, post summer, uh, were you surprised at that? Cause it, it is rather rare for for something to come back so soon yeah i was surprised um i don't really know broadway that well like i don't um i, I don't know a lot of the history of it so I, I didn't know how rare that was i was mainly surprised because um it's such a specific show it's it feels like it's a show for people that are um you know, it's it's not necessarily like Wicked or The Lion King, where you're going to have a lot of tourists coming in and stuff like that. It feels like something that a lot of people that are into theater know and appreciate, but maybe not people outside of theater or coming to New York to see a couple of shows would see. And so I was surprised uh, from that perspective. Um, so I'm definitely uh, like a firm believer that with every role, um, that we get as actors, uh, there is something to be learned. There's always a new opportunity to learn and to grow something. So um, 
with such with a role like Jason's, um, who sort of is going through this little identity crisis <laughs> during uh, during the show. Uh, what did you learn uh, playing Jason in Take Me Out? I think um, that's a really good question. I learned uh, about, I mean, just from a craft perspective, because it is, um, it's a smaller role, but um, when he comes on, he, he just has a couple of moments that he has to nail. There's some comedic moments and there's some, you know, uh, important moments to land as far as setting up the tone of the play. He comes on early, he lets people know, hey, this is not going to be all doom and gloom. We want you to laugh. We want you to um, uh, we want you to feel relaxed and and take all of this in. And there's going to be some characters. It's not just going to be you know we're not just going to be hitting you over the head with heavy stuff. And so that was really uh, fascinating to learn and embracing the character's role in that part of the play of like hey you have to go in you have to bring the energy and you really have to set the tone for an important part of the play, which is the humor. Because it covers so many heavy topics and because there's so much, many intense things that happen, if you don't have the levity of characters like Jason, and if you don't know, hey, we can sort of release some of the tension here and here and here, then uh, it's, it's the play is gonna feel that heaviness rather than just kind of fly forward, which is what we want people to do is to take them along for a ride that, feels effortless. And so that was really fascinating. And I, I didn't realize that until like halfway through our initial run, uh, just because of times where I wasn't embracing that or I wasn't aware of that. And we would get through a production and, or a run and kind of feel like, I would feel like, wow, why didn't that quite take off as much? And realizing like, wow, I have a part to play in setting the lighter yeah. tone of the show. And so that was really interesting. That wasn't something I had experienced before. Um, yeah. Does that, is that kind of answer the question? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, you know, with Jason's role in particular, like you said, it, it, sort of remembering uh, when you come in sort of uh, it is sort of that first couple of comedic moments that really do sort of set up. Cause the, as you said, the show does get rather heavy. You're dealing with racism and homophobia and, a death spoiler alert we won't say who but uh for those who haven't watched the show uh it's playing through february 3rd so go see it um but yeah sort of uh definitely providing that levity and sort of welcoming the audience like hey this is not a normal show you're gonna see some things that you don't normally see on stage uh and you're going to experience things that you normally don't because of the subject matter theater usually is um at least when it comes to comedy which is it's funny because this is more of a i feel like it's very much in between a drama and a comedy because of those moments that it has so for you sort of like navigating those moments going between what was that like for you so like finding that balance i think that's something that was really interesting to explore and you know as a company in the rehearsal room we had to figure that out you know there were moments where there were some gags that were some jokes that were proposed that we ultimately pared back on uh, because uh, we didn't want it to veer too far away. We didn't want to lose people. We didn't want to, you know, set it off into kind of cartoon land. But that's one of the things that I think is really great about great plays that is always great about specifically the playwright Richard Greenberg's writing 
is when you take um, when when you take different kinds of people with different values, with different perspectives, with different intelligence levels, and you put them in a, an, an intense, dramatic situation. And, you know, Richard for sure has a perspective and he has an idea, but within the play, he's not, he's not preaching. He's not, he's not trying to like guide people on a leash. He's saying, he's giving you sort of a playground of like what happens when all these characters are forced into a locker room, all these wildly different kinds of people. And then we turn up the heat and turn up the pressure. How are they going to respond? What is going to come out of it? And as a result, different people are going to see themselves in different characters. They're going to hopefully have light shed on themselves. And uh, because of that, the comedy and the horror, the comedy and the drama goes hand in hand because that's real life. It's, you know, how many times have you been fighting with a significant other or with a family member and then all of a sudden you're laughing because you misspeak or somebody says something that's just so wild and it's, and it's that kind of a thing. It's when you, when you walk the fine line, you realize that that's all the more realistic because life isn't just tears over and over and over again it's it's laughter mixed in and hilarity and oh my gosh I can't believe I just said that that's so stupid and you get carried along in uh, sort of this really uh, just surprisingly realistic uh, experience of all of these different kinds of people being together in in one little locker room and uh, with the name of our show being uh, actors with issues um, what is an uh, sort of like a, a day-to-day issue that comes to mind that uh, actors deal with that you can sort of shed some light on? I know you talked a bit before about uh, having interests and things outside of acting to, you know, keep us occupied. Uh, Where to start? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It can be, I mean, look, specifically during the pandemic, it's, uh, you know, it's changed a lot of the nature of acting, a lot of you know, auditions used to all be in person for the most part, unless you were auditioning for something on, on a different coast um, or in a different country. And so now it's it's pretty much all done from your apartment or your home. It's a lot of it is self-tapes and um, that can be isolating. You know, acting in and of itself uh, can be a little isolating. Uh, but now that there's even less time of going out and seeing your friends at different uh, casting offices and things like that, that can be tough. And that's, you know, where having these different interests and having a good support network and a good community around yourself can help. I mean, I think uh, I've seen a couple of your episodes. I don't know if anybody's spoken about this specifically, but the, the way that acting um, specifically can kind of, I don't want to say attack, but challenge your personal identity. You know, you hear about actors getting lost in characters, but even on a more uh, universal note, um, there's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of thinking about other people. Oh, how would this other, this person that I'm playing, how would they walk? How would they talk? How would they think? And it can have this effect where if you don't have a strong sense of identity, if you don't know who you are, if you don't have a community and a world outside of the characters you're playing and the acting that you're doing, it's really easy to lose yourself. Mm-hmm. And not always in a you know drastic method actor 
you know, kind of way that you hear, but just in sort of a sad, lonely um, kind of way where uh, you don't you don't necessarily exist outside of the roles that you're playing, and and that's something that's really important. That's something why. Uh, sometimes I think you see like child actors go through troubles because they don't have the time in their lives to develop a core, to develop an identity, to develop uh, themselves as people before getting thrown into, uh, you know, this crazy industry and the crazy occupation that is acting. And then the last thing about that, I think, is the idea that um, at the end of the day, we are just telling stories. You know, there's there's nothing magic that's happening. It's important and it's special and it's a very old occupation, uh, but we're storytellers. And the more we think about being actors as telling stories, as play and make believe and, and pretend and all of the wonderful things that it is, I think the more that helps kind of guard us against um, just how kind of mind bending uh, being an actor can, can the effect that it can have on you. I think that because with acting, there can be so much at stake, uh, we forget to have fun. You know, we, we forget how fun and exciting acting was when we were doing the school play or our high school show or whatever, or even in college. It, it, there wasn't a lot of your grade was at stake, but not like your livelihood. Like some, unfortunately, it is the case with a lot of people. So we tend to put all this pressure on on a role on an audition and we forget to just have fun and play and and enjoy the process as cheesy as it sounds enjoy the process but it's true you have to especially at you know at our level it's when you get a role there's always that thought of like this this might be the one like a this might be the last time i act but b like someone might see this this might be the launch this might be what gets me to the next level you know and so when you start thinking about things just from those kinds of standpoints it's almost impossible to have fun because it's <laughs> there's so much weight and pressure on this role this moment this production and that's what that's what i mean about just holding it all loosely is you have to just go Hey man, I'm here. I, I I got this, and if this is all I get, I need to find a way to be content with that, and and to be happy that I at least have this for this moment. Uh, so we don't want to take up too too much more of your time. Uh, so we're gonna wrap up with a final uh, game, non rapid fire. So the pressure is off. Uh, fill in the blank. If I weren't working in the arts, I'd be a doctor. What role have you had the most fun playing? Um, other than Take Me Out, which has been very, very fun. Um, I really I really had fun doing a production of Comedy of Errors uh, mm -hmm. at Hartford Stage, directed by Darko Tresnak. And that, that was really, really, really my speed. It was really a blast. Mm -hmm. From Connecticut, so I know Hartford Stage very well. <laughs> Uh, what is the best advice you've ever gotten? Um, well, this was not a good example of it, but uh, my dad always told me uh, people like talking about themselves. And so make sure that you let people talk about themselves. <laughs> That's me pretty well for the most part. Uh, when I was interviewing uh, 
I think an executive from uh, from Telemundo for for my my day job. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that you know when it comes to uh, like job applicants for jobs in advertising and in media and all of, they said guys, executives love to talk about themselves. So just ask them, turn the question around, and you you've won the room. <laughs> Which is true. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, what is the worst advice you've ever gotten? I don't know if I've ever gotten this from anybody, but um, I've definitely heard a lot. Uh, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your oh, life. God. <laughs> <laughs> that is not, not proved true. <laughs> yeah, that's not how the world works. You can love your job. No, You're still working. There will be moments you don't enjoy. Oh, it. yeah. Uh, oh God, another one is a what is it? turn your passion to your paycheck. Horrible advice. Don't, don't do it. Or turning every hobby into like a side hustle. It's like, no, nope, you're going to hate your hobby because it's going to become a job. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like your hobbies be hobbies. Yeah. Um, and lastly, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? <laughs> um, just, just relating back to what I was saying, uh, develop yourself, make yourself well-rounded, um, and find uh, work to, to find contentment in everything you do, even if it's not acting. Awesome. Well, Tally, thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat with us today. Uh, if anyone wants to uh, give you a follow on Instagram or anywhere on social media, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram at Tyler Weeks. And other than that, come and see, take me out. And uh, I'll say hi to you at the stage door. And uh, you'll see me on stage. <laughs> awesome. And folks, you know the drill. You can follow us on Instagram at Actors with Issues. Give me a follow at Juaniel Official and subscribe to our show on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts for a new episode every Monday and bonus episodes throughout the week. And as Tyler said, be sure to catch Take Me Out through February 2023 at the Schoenfeld Theater on Broadway. I'm Juaniel. That's Tyler Lansing Weeks. This is Actors with Issues. We'll see you next week.